Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. This is Whitney Kay, and I am flying solo today, and I am so excited about it. Now, let me ask you, are you somebody that has exhausted your warm market? The people you know, the people that are closest to you, your friends, your family, your acquaintances, and now you want to share your business, your, your service, your opportunity to people, but you just don't really know how to tap into a new community. You don't know how to reach out to other people, and you definitely don't want to be sending them those boring and endless and well, let's just say it, annoying cold messages, right? One of the ways I've effectively been able to do this over the past year and a half is to build Facebook groups. I'm talking to huge numbers, you guys. And in this podcast today, I'm going to show you exactly how I've been able to do it. So let's go ahead and dive right in. understand Facebook might not be a platform that you frequent often. If that so happens to be the case, you might be somebody that is always on another platform like Instagram. Instagram has become a very popular platform for people to be on today. But Facebook is actually a really good platform for you to build a community, a group of people with similar or like interests. And you can do that by using Facebook groups. I have over the past couple years been able to build several Facebook groups, some over 10,000, some over 20,000 members, and I can continue to grow and build those communities today. So I'm going to share with you exactly how I've been able to do that and really just what I do on a daily in regards to growing these Facebook groups. So what makes a Facebook group a little bit different than your actual profile? And do you need to be active on your profile in order to benefit and grow a Facebook group? So a Facebook group, one, is different than your profile because your profile is like the daily posts that you make kind of like your Instagram and Facebook stories. Okay. But they're actual posts and content that go on a feed. So you can post pictures of your dogs, your families, your interests, your, you know, hobbies, all those little things on your profile. But a Facebook group is where you build a community based on a specific thing or interest or hobby or product or anything like that. And you invite people that would be a part of that group that would carry the same interests and likability in regards to whatever it is that you're wanting to focus on in that group and in that community. No, you don't have to be active on your Facebook profile, your personal profile in order to grow a Facebook group. I personally have been on Facebook for many years and I have posted on my profile and spent a lot of time on my personal profile in previous years. Today, I find myself more active and engaging in my Facebook groups than I do on my personal profile because I have found that if you're wanting to grow your business by using platforms, social media platforms such as Facebook and Facebook groups, you get more engagement and you create these relationships, stronger relationships when you are in a community setting rather than posting on your personal profile, hoping to get some interaction and engagement from people that you know, or people that have started following you. 
So I've really taken my time recently, I would say in the past year, year and a half to focus on my Facebook groups. And because I have done that, I have seen tremendous results in regards to the growth, the engagement, and the return in my own personal business by doing so. So what are some of the things that you want to take into account when you're building a Facebook group? You might already have a Facebook group. That's perfectly fine. And you can go in and revamp it, recharge it up. That's perfectly fine. You don't have to delete it and start all over again. Use the community that you've already spent some time growing. Even if there are 20 people in there, that's 20 people people in your group that you could start building relationships with right now. Okay. So let's get into this. One of the first things that you want to do, let's, we're going to take this as if you've never created a group before. Um, so one of the first things you're going to want to do is you're going to want to choose a target audience. Who is it that you are speaking to? Are you somebody that has a golden doodle? You love your golden doodle. You want to create a doodle group. You want to connect with other doodle moms or doodle dads or doodle parents. And so you create this group and you want to narrow down your niche. Do you want to specifically target people in your city, in your neighborhood, in your state? Or do you want to go nationwide? Do you want to target men or do you want to target women? Maybe it's not even a doodle group. Maybe you're creating a group in regards to your product or your service. Is your product or service more targeted towards men, women, a certain age range, a demographic and all? You have to think of who is the person you are wanting to talk to and what do they want to hear from you? So if you are sitting down at a table, having coffee with somebody and you're talking to them and they are super receptive into the information and the value you're giving them, who do you imagine that person being? Like literally create the person in your vision and that is going to be your target audience in regards to your Facebook group. So once you have that in mind, the next thing you're going to want to do is set up a group. So you're going to go, you can Google search how to set up a Facebook group and you can click that, get your group set up, have a fun and engaging name. Something creative is always exciting. Something kind of out there is always, you know, very noticeable. Something very blunt and bold is fun. And oh my gosh, what is this group all about? If people were to stumble across it and, you know, want to see what's going on in there. So set up a group. Then you're going to want to set up a cover photo. I use platforms like Adobe Suite because I'm a graphic designer, but you can use platforms such as Over on your phone. You can do this on your apps, guys. You can use Canva. You can use, um, oh gosh, what is it? Word swag. You can use all these different apps too, to create your cover photo. So create a cover photo. The next thing you want to do is go into your settings. The settings of your group is really, really important. And I think a lot of people miss this step when setting up their group. And I'm going to encourage you to take some time in the back end of your group and go through the settings and make sure you touch on everything that's important. So one of the first things that I personally do in most of my groups is I have questions that are required to be answered in order to join the group. Hear me when I say that again. They are required to be answered in order to join the group. Now in one of my groups, the one group that I have over 20, I think it's 23,000 people in that group, I have over 3,800 people right now in pending requests 
for that group. They're sitting there wanting to get into my group, but I have not and I will not approve them because they have not answered the questions to my group. Why do I do this? Why would you not want to invite people in, Whitney, that are wanting to be there? Because if they can't simply follow the steps just to join the group, then how do I know that they're actually going to be in the group and being engaging and interacting with other members like they're supposed to? The way a group works is if you build the community and the community works together and growing that group and it gives it that high vibe, that high energy, people are engaging, they're a part of the group and it makes it super fun. If you have a group with a lot of dead weight and little to no interaction, it's not gonna serve you well um, and you're going to end up getting frustrated with you know working the group because because nobody's really responsive. So that's how I look at that. If people cannot simply answer one to three questions in order to join the group, then they probably aren't really interested in being there anyways. They probably just stumbled across it and clicked join. So what type of questions can you ask? Um, who invited you to this group? Especially if you ever want to give recognition for the people that are inviting the most people to your group, this is a good question to ask. Who invited you to this group? Say you have a blog or an email marketing system set up with your business and you want to collect email uh, email addresses. One of the things you could ask is, would you like to subscribe to the blog or would you like to subscribe to my email list um, Enter your email below to where you can collect email addresses? Um, you can ask questions like, have you downloaded this material or have you read the instructions in regards to this group? Click yes or no. There's all different ways that you can kind of set up questions. You've got to think of what's important to you and what you would want people to answer in order to be a part of your group. I know that in our neighborhood group, there's a neighborhood group where I live and one of the requirements to join the group is you have to give your address so they can verify that you actually live in the neighborhood. There's an example there. So set up the question in order to join your group because you want to make sure that you're getting genuine and, and genuine people that want to be a part of your group. The next thing are set rules. Set rules to your groups, you guys. Do you allow you know, vulgar language? Do you not allow vulgar language? Um, one of the things that I think is most common in, in any groups is you don't want any solicitation except on set, certain days that you might allow it, you know, where you can share your business or your link or your blog or whatever, if you're building that type of a community. But sometimes people get in groups just to sell their products to all the members. And it's so annoying. It is so annoying. So make sure you set your rules to your group because you should be removing people from your group if they are violating the rules or at least giving them warnings and saying, Hey, this is not allowed in regards to group rule number two. I see you doing this. If you do it again, you're out. Bye. Sayonara. See ya. Yeah. You don't want that to happen in your group. So make sure you're setting rules. The next and last thing in regards to the setting is you want in the settings is you want to make sure that you are regulating your posts. What do I mean by that? In the settings, there's options like who can post in your group? Do you allow everybody or do you only allow admins? Um, who can add to your stories? If it's a Facebook, I think actually that's only a Facebook page, but you can regulate who's posting and you can set approvals for every post submitted to the group. This is something I always have on because I want to make sure that the content that my members are sharing is something that is going to be valuable to the other members in the group. If you're just posting a picture of the shoes you wore this morning and you're like, aren't these cute? 
Well, yeah, but that could be meant for your personal profile. It doesn't need to be in the group, you know? So make sure you are monitoring the posts and setting it to where you approve the post before they're actually posted to the group. Because sometimes you might be at the beach or you might be out to dinner and somebody posts something in the group and you don't realize it and your phone's blowing up, but you're not looking at your phone. And then two hours later, you look at your phone and you've got a million gazillion messages from members in the group. And they're like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so? They posted this and everybody's you know, up in arms and you're sitting there at dinner, like trying to have a good night. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm monitoring 15,000 kids. And that's kind of what it comes down to if you don't start monitoring what is being posted in your group. So make sure you're doing that. Once you've gone through all your settings, you've set up your group. The next thing you want to do is you want to set expectations. I do this by creating a welcome post. I create a pretty picture that says, welcome to the group. And I make a post in the group, just like I were any type of post on Facebook, whether my personal profile or in a group or on a timeline, anything. I make a post with a pretty welcome picture and I list out the guidelines. Welcome to the group, everybody. It's awesome to have you here. This is why I created this group. This is what you can expect in this group. You know, comment below that you have read this or that you agree that you've read the rules, blah, 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 whatever you want to put in your welcome post, put it there. If you want to link it to a blog, to a website, if you want to ask for people to click on a link to sign up to your email list, whatever you want to do, you want to make sure that you are setting your expectations. And again, I do this in a welcome post in my group. Next, show up daily. A group doesn't grow unless you are consistently showing up, especially especially at the beginning of the creating of the group, okay? When you create a group, it is so important that you are in there every day because people are relying on you to show up. You have invited them to this group, and then if you ghost them, they're gonna ghost the group. So make sure you're showing up. What can you add to your group? Number one, most important, lead with value educate people, share tips and tricks with them, give them inspiration, show them how they can do something or educate them on a certain, you know, item or a product or a how to something of that sort gets people excited. You can run spotlight features of certain members, you know, give appreciation. Um, you can run contests, do polls, go live, go live. Do you hear me? Go live, get your face out there. If you are taking the time to create a group and create a community, then you better be sure as heck to put your face out there and go live and talk to people, build the community. You are the person responsible. This is your baby. This is the group you're wanting to build. So get excited, you guys, and talk to people. So those are the types of content that you can share. There's so much more, you know, in regards to whatever the heck your group is about. If you're a fitness instructor, a yoga instructor, or you're creating a yoga type community or a fitness community, you can share nutrition and recipes and how to's and, you know, workout routines and all of this different, you know, awesome jazzy stuff that you can share in your group. Just get to sharing and show up daily. Next is recognition. I kind of mentioned this when I was talking about spotlighting members. What I make sure to do 
every week without fail is Facebook and groups has a really awesome feature. When you go to the members tab, it lets you know how many new members have recently joined your group. Luckily and thankfully, I am adding over three to a thousand, 300 to a thousand members a week in, in most of my groups, which is really awesome. So every single week you can welcome new members. It's literally says welcome new members. It generates this post for you and it tags and lists every new member in the group. I attach a little pretty picture to it, like welcome to the group. I do this every week. Why? People like to be recognized, even if it means a simple welcome to the group post. I'm not even kidding you. I get so many comments. And one of the things I like to do too on my welcome to the group post is share a fun fact about you. Then you get to know people. People will post some crazy things. I have, you know, childhood actors in my group. I have people that have gone skydiving over 200 times, like just the weirdest things people like to share about themselves. Um, and I have aerialists. I have Olymp- I have some people that have been to the Olympics in my group. And it's just, it's really fun when you ask that type of question, like share a fun fact about you or share something interesting many people don't know about you. It's really interesting to see what people share. And you actually create these like really different connections with people because you get to know them a little bit more by that one little thing that they share. So by welcoming people and giving out recognition and, you know, spotlighting people certain times throughout the week, or even simply just with a welcome post, you guys makes all the difference in the world in your community. Then lastly, lastly is create community. How do you do this? Well, you go live, you create watch parties, you guys watch videos together in the group virtually have Zoom meetings with your community. Say, hey, we're going to have a Zoom virtual, you know, happy hour or coffee meetup or sip and social or whatever you want to call it. Create these virtual hangouts with people in your group because that way you get to know them. You get faces behind the person on the screen. You get to talk to these people. You get to understand their personalities. And what does this all do for you in regards to growing your business? It creates, you guys, that know, like, and trust that we all want and we all know is the key factor into selling or making any connection with a, with a prospect, a potential, a client, a consumer. They have to know, like, and trust you. And you're able to do this by building a community on Facebook through Facebook groups and implementing these key steps. So get to building your communities. Let me know how it's working out for you. Share your results with us on the Uno Moss podcast Facebook group or on our Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let us know that you are liking it, that you received it, that your groups are growing. And I cannot wait, cannot wait to hear more about it. Hey friends, thanks for taking the time today to jump on in and listen to the Uno Moss podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Leave us a review. Let us know how you're liking it. And then if you're on Instagram and Facebook, like most of us are, go ahead and tag us, share in your stories, invite your friends, and we look forward to Uno Moss podcast next week.